Hello and welcome to the Art of Podcast, brought to you by Grand Lifestyle Magazine and the Public Arts Commission. I'm your host, Tammy Vignes, and I'm joined today by Marla Defoe, Danielle Pekarski, and Dean Opp. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2023. Can you believe it? Very exciting. I know, it is. It's. I always kind of like the start of a new year. It's just fun and fresh, and you kind of just get to reset everything and start over. Did you guys make any uh, resolutions? I did not. No? <laughs> I'm going to try and save up some money this year. That well, was my resolution. One. Yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. be needing a new car sometime. There so. you go. Something with yeah. four-wheel Might drive well. so you're not yeah. <laughs> stuck in your <laughs> apartment <laughs> parking lot anymore. <laughs> I'd like to read more books, but I didn't like That's always on mine. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm, I used to read a ton of books. And I just, I don't know, I don't even know what gets in my way, but I haven't read nearly as many books as I should. And that's always one of my resolutions. Dean, what about you? Well, I joined uh, a health club. I did it in December, so I started a little bit early. So I'm trying to visit that. Um, I haven't, I just said more than I have, which was real easy because I didn't do it at all last (laughs) year. There you go. (laughs) You set foot in there even once, you're doing better. Yeah, I'm, exactly. And I'm just trying to eat a little better. I, again, not quantifying it, but just feel like I've, you know, occasionally try to think about eating healthy. There you go. And uh, if it if it becomes a habit every day, great. But we'll just start a little bit at a time. There you go. Well, that sounds good. I know. Speaking of like gyms, I went to the Y last night per usual. And the class that I take there, it was definitely an influx of people. It was probably double the amount of people that were there. Monday night, because I'm sure, well, part of it, probably people thought maybe Monday was still the holiday and didn't didn't come to class, but it was kind of nice to see. But then you always kind of wonder, are they going to, how long are they going to be there? Are they going to hang out for a while? Are they going <laughs> to give it a good college try? Or are they just, you know, putting up appearances? Well, you know me, I uh, live in the boondocks, so um, I have my own home gym oh, yes. set up. Yep. And my home gym is currently buried by all of my dining room furniture oh, because I'm in the middle of a home renovation. Right. So um, my treadmill and my weights are collecting dust right now. Well, I feel like most people's treadmills and weights like just become like clothes hangers at yeah. some point in time. So like, at least you've got a good reason why it's. I mean, and I and I and I try really hard to do something every right. day yeah but, you do um these days it's scrubbing walls and touching up paint well, and that's something replacing yeah. baseboards so mm-hmm. maybe you could flip that um like instead of the treadmill becoming a hanging rack you have like all of your home renovation things become workout material so you can oh, do you curls go. with like the paint bucket <laughs> i like it like that <laughs> well i actually have a funny story about that so apparently i've discovered that um my entire house is painted some shade of beige. No, um, but when I'm touching up paint, I'm not exactly a hundred percent sure which beige is on which wall. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've had a couple redos when I've been touching up little nicks and well, things there. So <laughs> anyway, well, as long as it's all in the same like general family, just and if right. it's really bad, just like yep. hang a picture over it. If you're tired of painting, just like, put something over it. Easy fixer upper. Yeah, up and down the stairs every time though. So I'm right. getting my I'm getting my steps in. Well, so. there you go. Well, perfect. Well. Speaking of all of that good, healthy stuff, um, today's guest is somebody that we actually recently featured in Grand Lifestyle Magazine. She is a former D1 women's hockey player turned dietitian, and she is here to answer all of our questions on how to live a healthier life in 2023, what kind of steps we can take to just be a little bit better. 
And so, yeah, please help me welcome Danny Rancourt with Pivot Nutrition Coaching. Hey, hey, everybody. I was having a hard time just not chiming in about all the, <laughs> you know, the, the treadmill situation right. and, you know, Dean going to the gym and eating healthier. That was really hard for me to just sit there and not, not like already, like, like I have so many things to say. I have so many things to say. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So New Year's resolutions, are you for them, against them? What's your take? Not a fan. I, I actually have my own podcast, which is ironic because I recorded this episode yesterday oh, funny. on New Year's resolutions and the success rate is 8 to 12% really? for New Year's resolutions on my Instagram post I said 9% because that's it's easier to remember one number than a right, range right. Um, so about uh, approximately 9% success rate and the the reasons behind it and that's why I was like <laughs> trying to hold myself back um, from you know Dean's comment about you know moving more um, and eating healthier is that one of the main reasons that New Year's resolutions don't happen is because they're unspecific right right and there's nothing wrong with being unspecific but it's it's hard to know if you've succeeded if you don't have a, a specific right. number so like, like a measurable reading more yep. books well what what's more is right. it one per month right and you know saving money for your car mm. well how much money are you saving per month right you know it, yeah. it's having a specific amount so that you can actually track your progress yep. that's one of the best things you can do is be specific in the two top resolutions in america every single year for the at least the the past decade is exercise more and eat healthier yep but these terms are mean? not defined. Right. Is eat healthier, eat more veggies, or is it eat out less? Right. And moving more is 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 it just moving more than last year? But right. what does that mean? You know, is it eight thousand steps per day? Is it strength training twice a week? So right. even though some people don't like to get specific, I truly think that it's important. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I mean, mm -hmm. I didn't really think about that either when I say I want to read more books. Well, yeah, I should probably put like you know, quantify that a little bit and say, you know, like you said, one book a month or a book a quarter, probably at my rate. It's, uh, it's kind of bad. Setting, but yeah. And setting it lower than higher. Mm -hmm. The The other issue is that people set unrealistic goals because they want to f be successful. Right. So they feel like I want to achieve all the things. So they set the bar really high but then it feels very distant yeah. and unreachable. Well, right. And then you feel very like it's probably you're more prone to give up too. Yeah. yeah when you're like, well, crap, it's, I can't, it's kind of, I can't of, get to that. It's kind of like weight loss. A lot of people come to us for sustainable weight loss. And when the weight loss goal, I would say is over 30 pounds, it seems a little bit distant mm -hmm. and that makes people want to not start because they're like, oh, like never going to get there. 80 pounds is so far. It's going to take a year or two years. So what we do is we don't think of the outcome. We focus on the daily habits that are just going to get us there. Right. Because if right. we're thinking 80 pounds, 80 pounds, 80 pounds, 80 pounds, it's going to be so miserable. Right. And you're not going to, you know, it's kind of like running a marathon. You can't be at the starting line and be like 26 miles to go. <laughs> Yay. Be like four hours right. to go. Cause it's going to be a really long four hours. No, when you're at the start line, yeah. you're like mile one, here we go. Right. And then you get to mile one. You're like, all right, mile two. That's how we should go about our new year's goals is just setting the bar, not low, like, like just silly low. Right. And right. you know, some books will recommend that like make it so small 
that you cannot fail. Right. Like if, right. if you're str- someone that truly get struggles, out of bed, for example. <laughs> if you're someone that truly struggles with any kind of success is they say set the bar so low that you can't fail. Yeah. And there's a guy that wrote a, a habit That's book. That's my category. Right there. <laughs> and there's a guy that wrote a book. I don't know. It's I think it's called Mini Habits for Weight Loss. I want to say that's the name of it. And he started, he failed with every diet or program. And he said, I'm going to do one push up a day. Right. That's it. Yep. And the next thing you know, one day he'd be like, oh, I can do two. Oh, today I can do three. Oh, today, like, well, right. I just did 10. And next thing you know, he was ripping out, like, you know, 50 push-ups in a row. Right. So oftentimes we just set ourselves up for failure, especially in the year people are, like, really motivated. Mm-hmm. But motivation is fleeting. It's short-lived. And we cannot rely on motivation yeah. to be successful. Right. So a lot of people are like, yes, new year. This is the year. And they're like, I'm going to work out five times a week. Well, we're setting the bar really high for someone that hasn't been consistent. So what I tell my clients is like, let's start with two. Well, Danny, that's too easy. Let's get let's just get there. Let's get two more than you were maybe doing before. Let's get there twice consistently, and then once you're consistent Mm -hmm. with twice a week for a few weeks, then we'll add a third, and then we're and then three will be the new minimum, the new goal, and then four. So it's really starting low. If you're you you have to ask yourself. Okay, I'm going to work out five times a week. Okay, how confident are you on a scale of one to ten that you can do five a week? Oh, like a six. Okay, that's not good enough. Right. If it's less than an eight, we need to adjust the goal to be more achievable. Sure, sure. And if I ask that person twice a week, they're like, oh, nine. Good. Start there. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, something that's attainable, reachable, and you're not going to set yourself up for failure for sure. So is that... You know, you were talking very much about how you your program sort of faces these people with realistic expectations. Like, is that what's with somebody signing up with you? Like, what are the steps with that? Like, how do they get started? Like, what's what's that process? Like like? from start to finish? Yeah. Usually people will, you know, reach out to myself or just go to the website and apply for coaching. And then the they fill out a form just Mm -hmm. asking questions like describe your, you know, how would you rate your nutrition habits on a scale of one to 10? How would you rate your relationship with food? Because one of the biggest barriers to success is not motivation or the gym, it's mindset. Mm -hmm. So many people have this all or nothing mindset. Right. Where if it's not perfect, it's it's the opposite. Right. Like they go all in January 2nd. You can't sustain that. They burn out. Then they go back to square one. Right. So once they fill out this form that just asks them about, you know, their barriers to success and things like that, I jump on a phone call with them. Uh, It's a free phone call. It's basically for myself. the, The purpose is for me to understand where they're coming from, what their goals are, how they're feeling, what they want to achieve. And my number one question is, can I solve their problem? Like, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. Like, what are they struggling with? Where are they stuck? Do I have the solution? Right. And if yes, I'm going to be like, hey, we have the solution. Do you want to move forward and work with one of our registered dietitians? At that point, my job is to pair them with the dietitian on my team that's the best fit because, unfortunately, I can't work with 200 people. Right, right. Um, Yeah, and you've really grown your team lately, too, I noticed. Yeah, Yeah. we got, we have nine dietitian coaches on my team. Awesome. Uh, You know, all different, you know, strengths and personalities, and we even have a dietitian that's in her 50s who's been through menopause, so Mm -hmm. she works with the menopause ladies because she can 
she's been through it. Right. She can relate. She can relate. And people love that. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, you wouldn't want to be in that stage of your life and getting paired with a dude. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we ask on the application, would you prefer to work with a male or a right. female? And if I know someone in the application, usually if someone is struggling with menopause, we call it menopause madness. I asked them like, hey, do you want to work with a dietitian that has experienced menopause or do you want to work with someone a little bit younger? And almost every time they will say, oh, I I, I want to work with, you know, somebody who can Carol Um, or they'll be like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, I trust you. Um, And then we basically because accountability is everything. And that's, you know, one of the other common reasons that New Year's resolutions fail is people don't have accountability. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, It's hard to hold yourself accountable, which is why I actually hired Uh, almost a year ago, my own dietitian coach, because when I'm managing eight people and doing my podcast and running my business, like when I started my business, like my goals were starting to take a backseat and I didn't feel good. So I was like, you know what? Every coach needs a coach. Everyone thrives with accountability and support. So that was March of 2022. I hired one of my friends who has a similar business to keep me accountable so that I also you know, have boundaries and, you know, focus on what I need to do to look and feel my best. And so we work with people for on average, I would say average six months because it takes time Mm -hmm. to truly build a solid foundation of healthy habits and to shift someone's mindset away from restriction and to really improve health markers and achieve sustainable fat loss, which is a lot of what we do. It, it sounds like a lot of it is like almost kind of coaching people like psychologically a little bit too mm-hmm. to change their frame of mind and just their the way they go about doing things. And it's probably, I mean, part of that process of you onboarding new clients. I mean, you expect them to be pretty brutally honest with you about what are you actually eating? Like, don't lie and tell me you didn't eat two <laughs> Snicker bars yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Well, so many times because... So many times our clients will tell either me or their dietitian coach, like, wow, this felt like a counseling session. Mm-hmm. Like someone said that to me yesterday, like, sorry, like, I know you're not a counselor, but we we are just not in that like sense. Like we right. are not psychologists, uh, but nutrition is very personal mm-hmm. and, you know, people have past traumas and, you know, we work with, you know, postpartum moms and people struggling with fertility and these things are very personal and emotional and traumatic And so it it really is, it's a lot of just mindset and mental health. It's not just about nutrition. It's really the full picture. Uh, But the first, um, it's funny that you mentioned like being honest because when people commit like, hey, I'm doing this, let's pivot is what Mm -hmm. we say. Let's Mm -hmm. pivot forward. Um, The first thing they have to do because they they would start seven days later. So the day they commit on the phone, they start five to seven days later. We give them access to our app. And we ask them to journal their food intake. And the there's one rule and one rule only. Don't change anything. <laughs> I'm like, Susan, I know you're excited to, you know, eat healthier and right. get back on track. But I'm going to need you to keep eating exactly what you're eating and drinking for the next five to seven days. Because right. awareness precedes change. So yep. we want the client to create awareness around their current habits. But from our standpoint as registered dietitians we're going to make an assessment is susan under eating Mm -hmm. is susan overeating is susan inconsistent or eating enough but not enough of the right things because you'd be surprised you'd think that most people are eating too much Mm -hmm. i would say at least 
at least 30% of women that come to us for feeling better and sustainable fat loss are under eating. Right. They're coming in at 1,200, 1,300, 1,400 calories. I talked to a woman. She said she was eating 1,200 calories for the past two years, and she was stuck and couldn't lose any more weight. And I was like, girlfriend. <laughs> you need you to got, eat more. <laughs> this is called metabolic adaptation. Like, your body is meant to do two things, procreate and survive. Right. And mm-hmm. said, your body is in survival mode right now. It is holding on. And the solution, which might seem counterproductive to a lot of people, is eating enough. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes we have to, when people start, even though they have excess weight that they want to lose, oftentimes the, the step one is eating enough. It's slowly increasing their calories sure. so that they can actually set themselves up for success. Right. But increasing calories probably also with things that are you know, nutritionally sound and not just Definitely. calories for calories. Yeah. Yep. Most yep. people not getting enough protein, fiber, fruits, veggies, healthy fats. Exactly. And there's a lot of fear with eating more. And we understand that we totally have empathy and, you know, society doesn't help because there's still this picture of if you want to lose weight, you just have to move more and eat less. But the body is not meant to be in fat loss mode 365 days a year. Right, right. We only put our clients in fat loss phases temporarily, and we tell them, like, okay, we're going into a fat loss phase for Mm -hmm. the next 16 weeks, depending on how your body responds, and then we're going to take a break. Sure. And then we're going to eat enough. Yep. So they know, like, okay, this this is for 16 weeks, because some people are always trying to lose weight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Always. Yep. Yeah, constant diet. Every year, they're constantly... but. That's the problem is that they're always dieting. Right. And because it's this never ending diet, they cheat. Right. And they take breaks and they restrict and they binge and they restrict and they binge. It's just they never get anywhere. Right. We're like, okay, let's do this right, but let's do it once. It's going to take nine months, but you've been trying to do this for For 10 years. years. Exactly. So give me nine months. Trust me, give me nine to 12 months and you will cross the finish line once and for all instead of just starting the race over and over and over. Right, right. No, that's, yeah, that's huge. Do you think that's like maybe the most common misconception that people have when they're starting off on this path that they just think, okay, I have to restrict and, you know, eat less, move more, blah, blah, blah. I mean, is is that kind of the the biggest hurdle to overcome for people, do you think? I would say... People in general, yeah, they they think like, oh, I just I just need to cut carbs. I mm-hmm. like, you know, I just need to exercise more. I need to be more intense. No, you need to be more consistent. Because so many people come in like, Danny, I'm gonna give you 110%. I was like, I don't want you to give me 110%. <laughs> 80 to 90% gets the job done. Right. right. That's balance. Yep. It's all a balancing act because back to the marathon, it's just such a good ex, you know, like way to explain it. If you are signing up for a marathon, you line up at the start. If you start sprinting as fast as you can, you're not finishing that race. Right, because you're exhausted. That's most people and yep. with achieving their, their health and their weight management goals. It's a hard sprint. And then they fade out and then they restart. Right, right. And we're like, okay, let's let's just do this the fun and sustainable way. So many of our clients are like, this doesn't even feel like a diet. I have people that have been with me for over a year and at the one year more, they're like, how has it been a year? Right. Like it feels like I'm just living my life. Well, and that's how it should feel that you're not constantly depriving yourself and just being miserable for an entire year, just hoping to lose. Yeah. Removing you know. guilt is one of my favorite wins for my clients when they like 
after the holidays, they're like, oh my gosh, this is the first like holiday season for as long as I can remember that I was able to have a few Christmas cookies or treats without feeling guilty. Right, absolutely. And it's the best feeling when people have peace of mind. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things when I was interviewing you for the story in Grand was one of the things that I liked that you said was all foods fit. Because so many people just, you know, they're like, I, you know, like, for example, it was Marla's birthday the other day and our boss brought in donuts well, I mean, I'm never one to shy away from a donut, but uh, that's why it's on my yeah, it's exactly. part of my logo. I know. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> that's that always makes me happy because so many people think, well, OK, I can't have that because I mean, we all know that donuts aren't like the picture right, of health. Right. But, you know, it's certainly better to eat an apple. But also, if you want the donut, eat the donut. Maybe don't right. eat all of it. And don't eat a donut every day. Well, exactly. Right. It, it's definitely a balancing act. And we really promote 80-20, which is, you know, choosing nourishing. We call them fuel foods at least 80% of the time. And then instead of using the word bad in terms of bad foods, it, it's really fun versus fuel. So mm-hmm. focusing on fuel foods at least 80% of the time and then sprinkling in those fun foods like the donut or the, you know, cheeseburger you know, 10 to 20% of the time. Right, right. And it doesn't have to be the weekend. You don't have to wait until the weekend because a lot of people are quote unquote good throughout the week and then they justify their actions. Well, I was good this week. Right. Now I've earned this. Well, you're not a dog. You don't have to earn your food. You don't have to earn the cupcake. You don't have to go walk on the treadmill after you've had a donut. You can just have the donut. Right. And we say follow fun with fuel. After you've had a fun meal, like I love JL beers, you know, Mm -hmm. once in a while we go there on a Friday night. I'm not going to, you know, get the grilled chicken breast on a plate. (laughs) Right, when you want the burger with bacon on it. I'm going to get the Columbia burger (laughs) and the parm garlic fries. This is not an ad. But (laughs) that's what I'm going to get. I don't feel bad about it. I'm going to slowly, that's the key, slowly enjoy each mm-hmm. bite. I'm actually going to chew my food. I'm going to take some breaths here and there. Right. And I'm going to stop when I'm Put pleasantly full. Put the fork down. Yep. Yep. I'm going to mm-hmm. stop when I'm pleasantly full. If that means there's two bites of a burger and 10 fries left, I'm not going to finish it. Yep. It's just stopping when you're satisfied. But when we have that all or nothing mindset, it's like I have to eat it all now and then tomorrow I'll be good. Right. Tomorrow, like nothing but salad. Or I'll get back on track Monday. Like, no, like just get back right back on track at the next meal or snacks. And when when you eat until you're just slightly full, it's a really good feeling, both Mm -hmm. mentally and physically, where you walk away. You're like, wow, I satisfied that craving. I had a great time. I didn't feel left out. And I'm walking away feeling physically good. Right. Like I'm not uncomfortably full. I'm not unbuttoning my buttons. <laughs> I'm just... Oh, I've never done that. I'm just no. satisfied. And it's so fun to teach people how to right. do that. It's a skill that they use for the rest of their lives. So many of our clients just went on vacation for Christmas mm-hmm. to Hawaii, Arizona, Florida, and we teach them how to simply order what you want, mm-hmm. eat until you're slightly full, and then move on. Right. And right. they came back like weighing less than before they left because they're just <laughs> listening to their bodies mm-hmm. and moving. Yeah, that's huge. I have a hard time with leftover fries on a plate. And it's not even so much the fries for me. It's the dipping sauce. Like I'm a condiment yes. freak mm-hmm. and I love, uh, love condiments. And I'm like, oh, I don't really, I mean, I'm super full. I'm ready to unbutton my pants, but I really want that dip. Oh, I have a two to oh. one like sauce to food ratio. Oh my gosh, it's insane. <laughs> I've said this before, like my fridge door is nearly going to fall off. I mean, not really, but 
you know, I'm exaggerating <laughs> slightly, but it's just chock full of condiments and the entire like top two shelves of my fridge. It's oh, yeah. ridiculous. All the, dips. all the dips. Give me all the dips. Yeah. And that's my biggest hang up. Not so much that I want the me fries, too, but, but I want the it dip. It doesn't happen often. So, <laughs> well, and then I feel like people are going to look at me funny if I like put my finger in the dip or like my spoon in the dip. So I just <laughs> oh, no, eat just, the fry. <laughs> yeah, just eat the fries. Oh. oh, that's funny. So I actually have a question because there's always, it seems to always change. Like what's the good food? Like there seems to always be uh, uh, trends, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, like for a long time it was kale. Like everybody eats kale. Right, or, right. Um, <laughs> what are some of the things that, people have in their mindset that are that they think are like super healthy great foods but really they're probably not my husband and i were having this conversation we were talking about remember when everybody like threw away their butter and started eating margarine and margarine's like one step away from plastic so i mean there's (laughs) got to be some other ones that people are you know thinking you know this is this is so good for me and right like overrated foods right yeah overrated i i would say a lot of like protein bars or protein products are pretty overrated. I, my clients know that I push protein like it's my job because most people aren't getting enough to, you know, achieve their goals. Um, But there's just, just because something says protein, that doesn't mean that it's nutritious and quality matters when it comes to protein. So there's so many protein bars that are like 25 grams of protein but the just the ingredients are just awful, and it's very processed. It looks like mm-hmm. a candy bar, <laughs> right? Uh, but we've got a few of those sitting up in our break room. <laughs> I had one. I had one for breakfast this morning, and but I did not have a donut. <laughs> it's it's real. I feel like there's more foods that are underrated than those that are overrated because it it really is simple. Most people overcomplicate nutrition. Th- that's the mm-hmm. fact. It's yeah. just. People are always looking for sexy, shiny, fancy answers. And the magic pill is fruits and vegetables. Only 10% of Americans are getting the daily recommended amount, which is at least three cups of veggies and two cups of fruit. Wow. And yep. when people are like, Danny, what do I need to do to achieve, you know, health and weight loss? I'm like, let's start with three cups of veggies and two cups of fruit. They're like, what else? I'm like, that's it. Because only one out of 10 people are doing this. And yeah. it's so simple that people are like, no, what supplements can I take? I'm like, no, like this is what need. This is the foundation right. of health. And I probably say it every three episodes on my own podcast. <laughs> people are going to start being like, she's saying the same things over and over, but that's because nobody's doing them. Right. Listen, people. people are not doing the simple things consistently. Right. Right. So when people are asking me, like, what do you think about organic? What do you think about gluten-free? I'm like, how about three cups of veggies and two pieces <laughs> or two cups of fruit? Throw it out the window. I want you to have a shirt that says that, like, three cups on the front and then two cups of... With, like, a check mark. Yes. Yeah. How um, about? <laughs> no, it's just keep it simple. Like, I don't... Like, it just, like, I'm, like, we're sitting here and my hands are, like, all over the place because I'm almost pulling my hair. If I didn't have headphones on, I'd be pulling my hair because it's just outrageous that people are spending like the diet industry is worth billions of dollars and the answer is fruits and veggies Mm -hmm. and walking at least eight thousand steps per day and strength training twice a week and getting enough sleep right and getting enough protein i would say those are like top five wow yeah 
I call it with my clients as of like a few days ago because I was talking to Carol, my coach that um, works with our menopause clients, because uh, her population doesn't like to track their food in terms of calories, protein and stuff. We we have them upload photos of their meals and mm-hmm. snacks. I can, I, I mean, I get it. My mom's in that, like, you know, 57. Sure. She would not be tracking macros. <laughs> you know, some of them do, right. but, you know, pictures are just fine. And it's just, I call them the, the fab five. Sleep, move your body, strength training, protein, veggies. Once you master those, then we can yep. get a little bit sexier with the right. nutrition. Right. But it's doing the unsexy basics consistently. Those five things. If you're not doing those five things, don't do anything else. Right. Like right. that's literally it. How long do you think it takes for people to like really get in the habit of doing those five things where they're like really understanding, okay, yes, this this is working. This does make sense. You know, you're going to think this is weird, but I would say 75 days. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, that was very specific. <laughs> because, and the reason I say this is because when I started my business, I started everyone with three months. Okay. And people would sign up for three months. And I realized that around the 75 day mark, which was like two weeks prior mm-hmm. to their th- their 90 day assessment, which is also when we would renew them, they would start to notice change. Mm-hmm. Two weeks prior to that. Oh, funny. Very yep. often. So then I call it, I, I, I count it out. I'm like, okay, like it's about 75 days. So when I, I really, we really emphasize like trusting the process because when you do it in a sustainable way, it takes more time. Mm-hmm. I would say it takes three times as long, but really it's the shortcut because we're not starting over. Right. Um, but I have to tell people like, you're not going to see results in two weeks and mm-hmm. people are used to instant gratification because of the world we live in right and when you do a fad diet usually you see instant results in terms of weight right. loss yes especially yep. but fast doesn't last right and so i tell my clients like straight up like listen susan you might feel better in two right. days because right. some people come to us are like danny i'm always hungry we can fix that in 48 hours right you know, um, but when it comes to really seeing change in yourself, if you're consistent, 75 days, it could be sooner, Mm -hmm. but this is more of an average. Sure. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. I mean, anybody can do anything for two and a half months, right? That's Mm -hmm. nothing. Well, (laughs) I mean, it's something, it's obviously something, but, um, I mean, like you said, it's certainly beats starting over constantly or just, you know, feeling defeated constantly. The and, last thing yeah. we want is people starting over. Right, right. Absolutely. And, and that's where we say failure is feedback when they have an off day. Because it's, change is hard. Right. Change is hard. And we, and the way that I, you know, educate my team, because we're all dietitians and people think that we make it look easy, but everybody is good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I explain to my coaches to kind of remove their own bias from coaching because it comes easy to us. And so I told them, picture yourself having to do something that's uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. hard to you. And for me, the most uncomfortable thing is dancing. (laughs) I cannot dance. I dislike weddings because it's basically like food and then dance. And I'm like, well, I'm here for the food, but I can't dance to save my life. Oh, for funny. And I'm like, you know, when you're coaching your clients, just, you know, picture like how they feel is how I would feel if someone was like dance in public. Right. I'd be like, oh my gosh, no, I want to hide. This is uncomfortable. So, you know, coming from, right. you know, that perspective, like that's how hard it is for people to mm-hmm. implement these things. So usually we only have our clients implement one or two things at a time. Sure. Just, that's it. 
Like sometimes day one, I'm like, okay, Susan, I just need you to eat 20 grams of protein at breakfast every single day. She's like, that's it. I'm like, that's it, girlfriend. That's it. And if you do that consistently, I'll give you a new goal next week. Oh, nice. And do you meet with your clients like on a weekly basis, pretty much? Every one to two weeks. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that speaks to the accountability part too, where they have somebody that they're checking in with. Because it's key. It's not just like once a month for 10 days. Usually at the beginning, it's weekly. And then once they have more confidence, once they're more consistent, we remove some of the accountability and we'll transition to every other week. And then maybe at the six month mark, we transition to once a month. And then they graduate from the program. We release them into the wild (laughs) because they no longer need accountability and support. Well, it's just part of their kind of daily, their daily life now. Mm -hmm. Um, So what advice would you give to somebody besides, you know, hiring a nutritionist and that kind of thing, if they're just starting out and they really have no idea, I mean, you kind of alluded to it with the five things, but just, I'm guessing she's going to say fruits and vegetables. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) what, get a little aggressive. (laughs) You're very passionate about fruits and veggies and I love it. I I hired um, this person to organize my business uh, because it just blew up so quickly that I never like really organized it. And she goes, how would you describe your coaching? And I said, passionately aggressive (laughs) (laughs) it's like the uh the well passive aggressive way of saying that (laughs) i like it exactly yeah if someone is just starting out and you know i'm kind of repeating the same thing um it's just pick one thing yep pick one thing and i would recommend picking from the fab five right um it does i feel like there needs to be a nutrition word in there um but it's really picking one thing and doing it consistently, either either it's a daily goal or a weekly goal, but doing it consistently until it's automatic, mm-hmm. until it's no longer hard, it's no longer challenging, you're just doing it without thinking, it's not a chore anymore, Right. and then you add on another one. Okay. So let's say that someone is not eating three cups of veggies per day. What I had one of uh, my clients do, he lives in Alaska, and he just cracks me up with the whole veggie situation and his goal is actually two cups because three is just next level and because sometimes I just start small and sometimes I just kind of like mess around with my clients and you know treat them like fourth graders and I'm like okay I'm gonna send you a fun little calendar a January calendar and I'm gonna Amazon send you some veggie stickers and you're going to eat two cups of veggies per day, and then you're going to give yourself a sticker. <laughs> and I was like, every day that you eat two cups of veggies. Right. And Put that sticker on the calendar. And his wife is um, a friend of mine and a former client of mine. So they're doing it together. Oh, so nice. they give each other stickers. Um, so it, it's pretty. it's just making it fun and just finding a way. Because, you know, everything is on our phones and apps, but there's, you know, there's nothing like an old school calendar on your fridge that reminds you that two cups of veggies. Well, I feel like that visual thing, I mean, even if it is something as silly as a calendar with stickers on it, like it's sort of, I mean, when you see that day that you didn't put a sticker on it, you're like, well, I guess I you know, I could have done it if I would have just eaten a little bit, you know, a few more carrots. It's just a reminder. And it, it could be a nutrition goal it could be a movement goal so for it's very hard to move more in the winter here Mm -hmm. in Grand Forks and we have a lot of clients Minnesota Canada and it's been cold it's been a rough winter and so what I decided to do in December because our clients and even myself were struggling to just move more aka get their steps in so we did a December walking challenge and 
40 of our clients, because I think we have over 90 right now, um, signed up for this walking challenge. And it's just, it's not super fancy. It's not an app. It's just a Google mm-hmm. live sheet and everyone's names at the top. And then the goal was 8,000 steps per day. Sure. Obviously, I would like yep. it to be 10,000, right. but we're being realistic. It's winter. Um, and so some of our dietitian coaches participated. And it was cool because you just saw everybody filling in their mm-hmm. steps. And we had people that had never got 8,000 steps and they got it every single day. Right. And it wasn't about, you know, like getting the most. It's just doing the best you can. Right. right. And so that's something if nutrition seems like, oh, like changing my diet sounds overwhelming set a movement goal. Mm -hmm. One of my clients literally just started with a 20 minute walk per day. Sure. And at first she's like, what's this really going to do, Danny? And I'm like, do it consistently. And then we'll, we'll, we'll re we'll come back to this. And two weeks later, it was the most consistent she's ever been 20 minute walk every single day before work. She goes, I feel so good. Right. I've never felt better. It's like, great. Can we do 25 minutes now? Yes. Because sometimes I'm staying on for an extra few minutes. Right. I'm like, great. And she crushed it. She got 8,000 steps per day in December. Now she's, now we upped it to 9,000 right. for right. January. Yeah. But it's, it's just picking one thing and doing it until it's not hard anymore. Sure. And then adding a new one. Oh, right. So maybe we start with 8,000. Oh, Dean's here. Dean, what's going on? <laughs> I forgot you were there. Yeah. Dean, what's your step situation like? Fruits and vegetables. <laughs> yeah, he was busy <laughs> crunching on carrots. Yeah, I'm a, I am mean, I have my Fitbit. I walk my dogs three times a day, so I'm very much into the steps, and I always feel, like, bad. Like, sometimes at night, like, I, I usually get around 20,000 steps a day. And, That's a lot. Yeah, and I... Like if I have like 9,500 or 19,500 steps and it's like almost bedtime, I go run up and down the stairs a few times and walk around my house just to get that 20,000 because 20, in my 000, own, in my level. own, yeah, well, I just got my Fitbit reminder, my three year reminder, and I've walked almost 26 million steps in three years. I was like, wow, yes. crap. You know, every yeah. once in a while she'll get up and she'll disappear from her desk. <laughs> We're like, where did she go? And you look out down the hallway and she's running up and down the stairs here because she's like oh my Fitbit told me I have to move I know. so well, yeah I do I do try to because I do feel kind of guilty when I sit for a really long time and if I'm really focused on something you know I might not get my right. 250 steps an hour that I'm being reminded to get but you know yeah that's I usually wild. get them at some point in the day so I'm impressed thanks <laughs> yeah well the dogs help honestly I mean yeah. having having little pooches that like to to walk a million miles certainly gets me yeah, off the don't. couch. They're more, I mean, <laughs> Asher's more of a like Netflix and chill kind of sure. dog. Yeah, he's on the couch. Uh, funny. <laughs> My cat just pins me down and tells me it's time to sit on the couch. There we go. So yeah, I, I can't work out at home because they will attack me. You know, I try to do some sit-ups or something and I've got one dog sitting on my chest, which I mean, you know, I guess I could kind of use that to my advantage, you know, a little, a little resistance. Yeah, I've got an 80 pound and a 30 pound dog. So yeah. Yeah, they're not good at working out. Uh, But they do like, they like their walk. So that's what we do a lot. Um, Okay. So that's really good advice for, for people starting off in the new year. You guys have any, any more questions for Danny? Danielle, so quiet over there. Yeah, yeah. she's I'm taking just, it all in. Yeah, she's like, like ready. No, I'm like, I wish trying to quantify how much money I'm gonna save <laughs> now. She's and just over there doing math of like a meal that I can make with the vegetables right. <laughs> in my fridge right now. Okay, let's talk go. about it. Tell me what. You yeah, got. what do yeah. you have in your fridge? Um, I have 
a bag of carrots. Like baby I know carrots? That. Yep. Okay. Always have avocados. I believe I have some peppers as well. And that's all I have for fresh vegetables. Otherwise, I think I have like a medley of frozen, like frozen. vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then for fruits, I think I just have raspberries in my fridge right now. Good source of fiber. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yep. but I love raspberries. Yes. I've been trying to like, if I need a little sweetness, that's do some, what I'll yep. do yeah. instead. So yeah. I hope it. that's a yeah. healthy. <laughs> yes. Well, I well, feel like you could roast up those peppers and carrots and yeah. you know, put them on some couscous yeah. or mm-hmm. some we ha- quinoa. We add the raspberries to breakfast right. so that mm-hmm. we have some color and fiber because at meals we want, you know, protein, fiber, healthy fat. Your avocado is a healthy fat. Oh, I love my avocado. Oh, I love <laughs> avocados. Yes. Yep. yes, avocado with all the things, but mm. maybe don't do it every meal. It's okay. It's aggressive. <laughs> um, too much of a good thing is never a good thing. Right. Right, balance. We add the raspberries to breakfast. Boom, we now have fiber at breakfast. Mm -hmm. Baby carrots, we can have those afternoon snack, maybe with some hummus, Mm -hmm. perhaps. What else we got? Bell peppers. I mean, those go anywhere. Um, I mean, we take them vegetable medley. We make a stir fry. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Add the bell peppers. Chicken, rice, stir fry, boom. Super Love a good easy. stir fry. It's oh, the I best do too. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And basically anything that's like a sheet pan where you can just roast all the things mm-hmm. at once. Oh, yes. My yep. new thing is just lazy meal prep. I used to spend six to eight hours meal prepping because I just, you know, mm-hmm. I moved here. I didn't know anybody. I was single. And yep. I'm like, I'm just going to cook all day. And now I'm just like 30 minutes and I'm over it. Right. Yep. So yep. Aldi's Give me something fast. has these, oh my gosh. Aldi's has these ready-to-roast veggies, and I need to stop telling people about them. I know. I saw them on your story last night. And, (laughs) yeah, they're just, like, ready-to-roast. You don't even have to add anything because they're already seasoned. They already have kind of the the oil, like the olive oil. Oh, nice. I think, like, kind of already like mixed in and yep. frozen oh. so all you do is you open the bag you put it on a sheet pan you put it in the oven anyone and can do then, it and then because they have a sweet potato one and then a mediterranean veggie one Ooh. so i'll do two of each right and then while it's roasting in the oven i slice up some chicken sausage brown it in a giant uh those like thick high saucepans. oh yeah like a skillet, a skillet yeah like yep. a large skillet yep. so while they're roasting in the oven the chicken sausage is browning veggies and potatoes are ready boom add them into the giant skillet now we have carb veggie protein balance done (laughs) right and that took you what 30 minutes however long it takes to roast vegetables more or less it says on the bag 45 minutes but when i checked them halfway they were already cooked right like if you just want them a little charred or something yeah yeah. i just put them on broil for a hot minute and i was like you're done oh there you go yeah it was like a 30 minute meal prep i was like i'm here for this yeah Mm -hmm. that's it definitely when i make soup i think soup is also a great way to get all the veggies and extra things um and i make you know an enormous batch and then i freeze some and if we don't you know sometimes you don't want to eat soup for every meal right. all week long. But so I usually freeze like a big container of it and take it out later. In fact, I've got that in the fridge right now thawing. So good to go. Um, okay. Well, I know we're, uh, we're impeding on your time a little bit, but I do want to wrap up with a, would you rather question? Oh, I I don't know how you'll do with this one. Um, okay. So would you rather never be able to work out again or never be able to eat your f- favorite food ever again? Favorite food. You'd give up your favorite food? Yes, I'm not going to not work out. I mean, you can go for a walk. I need to strength <laughs> okay. train. It okay. needs to happen. <laughs> yes. Non-negotiable three times a week. Got it. Got it. Danielle? 
do sports count as working out? Oh, like okay. That's a good question. I'm going to say no. Okay. I feel like you can play sports and it's not considered like working out, okay. even though it's exercise. So I can go shoot a few hoops, yeah. play on the volleyball league. And yes. Yes. Well, maybe I would, I'm hesitant to say not work out because, <laughs> but if I can play sports and go for walks, right? then... Yeah, I'd have a pretty tough time giving up sushi. Oh, there you go. Mm. So, Marla? It's a tough question. I know. <laughs> I'm actually trying had, to think about what my favorite food is. I mean, if you had <laughs> asked me two years ago, it would have been like, oh, I'll never work out again. Yeah. But then over COVID boredom, I got into such a habit of working out yep. every day that like it just is in my brain. You have and a home gym. Like I set up a home gym. I spent a lot of money. I have this whole space. It's awesome. Um, I have the bands, I have the weight. And so like literally like this last two weeks that my house has been in chaos and I haven't been able to work out. I'm like, I feel lost. Right. <laughs> and, right. And, it, and it's such a stress reliever. I, I think mm-hmm. people don't realize how much when people are hesitant to start working out, like how much of a stress reliever it is and how much better I sleep and how much, but then tacos. So I, it's, it's like, <laughs> <and> then tacos. <laughs> I mean, if you know, I mean, if we could do like the veggies and the fajita meat and the whatever and call it healthy and just kind of like not the tortilla, <laughs> I could probably give up tacos. She's giving up tacos, Ooh, but not burritos. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, just right, make right, it into a different right. form of taco. Up ground Fajitas. beef, hard shell tacos. <laughs> she's having taco salads, but she's giving up tacos. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, if you don't fold it, it's not a taco. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think I'd probably give up my favorite food too, because mostly I'm sitting here trying to think of what my favorite food actually is, because I feel like mm-hmm. it changes on a daily basis. Whatever I'm craving is just that day's favorite food. Um, so I think I would, I'd probably give up my favorite food as well. So look at that. And what about you, Dean? Well, yeah, because favorite food is such a specific thing. Whereas working out is a very general, all inclusive. So of course I'm just going to give up the one thing. Right. There you go. And yeah. And we can, and I could just learn to redefine specifically what that favorite food is, you know, is it, uh, you know, you know, just add one little new ingredient. Well, this technically isn't my favorite. Oh, there you go. Find a way to it's work the system there, the Dean. It's, yeah. There's a loophole everywhere. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> now an avocado it. bacon cheeseburger, not a bacon cheeseburger. Right. There you, right. 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 I'm not going to buy my favorite food anymore. I'm going to make it myself. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. the homemade DIY version. Right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank I you. I wanted to say nope. I love yeah. hearing the advice and the interest and... Uh, how, uh, and we didn't ask the question, and I know we're wrapping up, but how do you sign up? Yeah, so you just go to my website, pivotnutritioncoaching.com, and if you're an adult, you would click on Coaching for Adults, and if you're an athlete, because we work with athletes too, mm-hmm. you would click on Coaching with Athletes, and that's that's where you would sign up for a free discovery call, and people can also find me on Instagram at Danny the RD. that's for Registered Dietitian, people think it's road, like RD is road, <laughs> and Siri, when, when Siri like reads my watch, she goes message to Danny the road. And I'm like, no Siri, it's RD. Come on Siri, figure it out. And people can also message me through my website, uh, through the contact form that just goes straight to my email. Perfect. Awesome. Well, easy peasy. Well, thanks so much, Danny, for being here and all your good advice for people kicking off the new year and all their 
They're uh, resolutions that we don't like to call resolutions, yes, but just their goals. Yes, thanks for having me. And just, you know, go eat those veggies, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Three cups of veggies, two cups of fruit. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon.